Earthlings, welcome to today's show, I guess, what we're going to call it. I mean, I have a show called Trigger Proof <clears throat> on YouTube, which I've been teaching these principles for the last year really extensively. And it's mainly been for people who are going through some sort of a relationship crisis or they're going through an identity crisis or a career crisis or they're having a health crisis. And in studying this at length in watching my patients in being an observer to my patients in being able to watch them kind of in recovery from some sort of a crisis and then translating that in my chiropractic career to then saying that, wow, I'm going to go upstream from the crisis of health because your health crisis that you've ever had, if you can think back, any health crisis that you've ever had <clears throat> where there was some sort of a breakdown in your well-being and your physical health did not happen without a runway previously of some sort of an internal conflict. What's up, Christina? What's up, Nagina? Thank you all for the congrats. I wanna give you guys mad love. Thank you for the so much love that you've been sending. Uh, has been really amazing to be able to sit here. The great, the, the great duality of it. I'm gonna be a father, yet I'm sitting here in this quarantine and going through exactly the same things that you're going through in going through the uncertainty, what's going to happen, you know, events, canceling, um, food shortages, stock, all of this chaos that's going on around me and the duality, I'm going to be a dad, which is fantastic. But the reason why I'm sharing that with you is that I'm going through it exactly the same as you. I'm, I'm in no, I, I don't live in a different planet than you. We're all in the same planet. We're all pretty much in this together. And so in looking at all of this, <clears throat> just looking at my life and all of the chaos that I've gone through and all of the health and healing work that I've done going, starting from here and working my way down to here and getting to me to that place where I finally have an ability to say, oh, I look in a mirror and say, I love you. Oh, I love you, Nima. Yeah, and actually mean it pretty much for the first time in my 44 years. Um, and knowing, you know, a, a deep grounding of who I am and what I'm here to contribute to the planet. And finally, from going from one relationship after another that ended up in a really, you know, dark places, not, you know, it progressively getting worse. Let me know if you understand is that these patterns that you're noticing in your relationships that you kind of sweep under the rug, you notice them getting worse. They, they become like exponential. And then having a colossal meltdown, diving deeper, taking a pause into any helping others type of stuff that I do, which is really like a, I've discovered it's been a distraction, just helping other people so that I didn't have to feel these uncomfortable feelings of terrified of being alone terrified of being rejected. I don't want to deal with that. So I distract myself with helping other people. And what I discovered was I, um, it was a survival mechanism that worked for me until it didn't. And then what happened was I put a pause on helping others for about six months. And what I ended up doing was going inside of myself and uncovering these disgusting parts that I absolutely did not want to face. In fact, we numb them, we, we don't face them, we just, we, we, we try to avoid seeing them or feeling them. What we do, especially if you're into personal development work, you're probably, a, especially if you're into John Martini's work, not to play knock on him, but this is what I've noticed about every one of Martini's followers is, <laughs> like myself, I'm, by, by the way, I'm his biggest fan, so I'm not knocking on him. I'm very comfortable to say this. I'm one of his biggest fans. I was using his work to avoid actually feeling the pain, avoid actually feeling the unworthiness, feeling the unlovability. If I just keep doing lines and columns, if you're a Demartini student, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Let me know if you know. And so I stopped doing that for a bit. And I went in and actually uncovered and got myself into my body and felt them. And I discovered that John's tools 
were so amazing in the cognitive that if we were to just take them not further, but deeper, <laughs> this is the difference. It's a three-dimensional thing. The lines and columns I want you to see is just kind of like a two-dimensional thing. But taking his work deeper into the body, I was able to see and experience that young part of me, that younger self part of me that didn't feel worthy of love. And it comes from an old trauma. Birth trauma, trauma from when you were, before you were born. Intergenerational, how your mother, how your mother was while you were in utero, her level of stress hormones. So can you see how right now, knowing this, and knowing that I have a pregnant partner at home who is going through her own stresses too, as, as normally you would think of when you were pregnant, like 10 weeks pregnant and all of the uncertainty. Imagine having to go through coronavirus while you're going through that and having your partner who you can't keep your hands off of, no offense, she can't keep her hands off of me, has to be quarantined. <laughs> She's gonna she's gonna kick me for saying that but it's true. Okay, it's actually true. So I Know that and so all of these have an impact on The trauma of your childhood my specific trauma and I want you to actually Look back and write in the comment section as I'm gonna share vulnerably I want you to write in the comment section where your trauma was where was your moment where you decided that you didn't matter. Where was that in your life? For me, this isn't my parents' fault at all, but number one, when I was born, boom, all of a sudden, I'm a twin and my brother is born first. That was a trauma for me. I didn't realize it until I did embodiment work and breath work, was that that stress was in my body since I was pre-verbal. Like I didn't even have a conscious connection to it. So it wouldn't even come up in doing Demartini style work. It's actually here. It's like, holy crap. And so once I felt that again, and I re-experienced that through these different modalities that I've now incorporated into my methodology called the overview method, because it keeps evolving as I keep going through shit that I have to actually process. And as I process it, I'm like, ooh, I really like what I learned there. And boom, I brought it in. And so this overview method, which is that <clears throat> photograph there, that's the overview effect, looking at the world. It's a global kind of methodology of healing, incorporating like 10 different modalities from all of my mentors, John Martini, Joe Dispenza, uh, Byron Katie, putting it all together, I actually integrated it. And then what ended up happening was I was finally able to have the felt sense experience of feeling safe in my body. Now, it's not a, like, please understand, this is a work in progress. It's not like, oh, I'm done. Woo, that was tough. I'm glad it was done. We can now start kind of living. No, no, no. This is an ongoing thing for us. To go back to that old wounding that is a part of you. Not to play victim to it or just keep digging up the past. No, but to continuously go back there and rewrite the narrative about it. Not just here but in your body. This is your work to do. This is your responsibility on this planet. So to help you regulate your nervous system, the great, by the way, one of the uh, commitments that I have is that whenever you show up on one of my, my lives or you uh, experience it, that you leave finishing the talk. If you check into your nervous system, you'll be like, holy shit, I feel amazing now. I feel so much more calm. I feel more in my body. That's my connect. That's my commitment to you. Because this is what I do with my clients when we have our group calls. The difference is right now I can't get to your specific challenge. Can't work one-on-one -on -one and walk you through your thing because you're not a client. But this is kind of a taste, a sample of how we do our healing work in our badass community. Like imagine a group of people from all over the world, all committed and dedicated to observing themselves from that perspective and then taking some sort of a responsibility to make a change on that, you know? Getting out of the scarcity mentality, getting out of the fear mentality and going, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid, yeah. So what, I'm scared, I'm still gonna step up and I'm gonna look at myself from this perspective and integrate everything that I've ever experienced in my life so that I can be strong and resilient so that when shit goes down, i.e. 
global fucking crisis and pandemic, I can be one of the people that are like, all right, everybody, I can see you're all fucking scared, but it's not helping us. We're all in this together. We're going into an unknown and nobody really knows anything about this thing for real, okay? And there's many conspiracy theories and all of that, great. I'm into that stuff too a little bit. I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm not like completely sucked in, but I'm, I'm paying attention. And I know that there's probably something else going on and guaranteed, of course, 9-11, all of that stuff. This is not what this is about. This is about what is, what am I putting into here, into here, and into here that's going to allow me to show up on this planet a very resourced and healthy version of myself. That's it. So that's all I'm committing to. And by doing that, all of a sudden, you've now integrated yourself. You're healthy, you're whole. You now are able to have healthy relationships. And lo and behold, I never thought I would ever get married again or commit again. And here I am now, it just kind of like, just by working on myself, I seriously thought I could never commit to one person and I don't know if I'm ready to be a dad. And now I feel so prepared for this adventure because of everything that I'm about to teach you right now about your nervous system. And what I discovered was you can actually create an amazing life. You can heal your relationships. You can heal your past. And here's the best part. You can learn how to become trigger proof. Trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. I woke up triggered. I, get, I got a message. Yeah, they closed down the U.S. borders. Great. New thing every single day to smack you upside the head and like put you into a state of alarm and panic. So what do I do then? What happens then? I wanted to answer that question because in the space between stimulus and response, you have power and freedom to choose what happens between the stimulus and response. But if you're like most of us, you're governed by no space. In other words, the stimulus triggers you and you're gone. You shot off into oblivion. And once you've shot off into oblivion, you're now in the amygdala outside of the prefrontal cortex, you're gonna respond in one of two ways. And I want you to write down in the comment section which is the way that you usually um, show up. You get triggered, go into alarm, and you either go into attack mode, <clears throat> which is your unconscious trying to keep you safe, or boom, you go into shutdown, and you kind of close off. One or two, which one is you? Because I want you, the goal of this call is for you to get a firm understanding of what happens in your nervous system when you're under distress. Damn, it's dry here. So what happens? So tell me, are you a number one or a number two? Okay, are you a number one or a number two? When you get triggered in that moment of trigger, Eli, what's up my brother? Fuck, I love that guy. Eli is like, I don't know, you're like a brother. I have a twin brother, but if I were to see you, you, you feel like a brother to me, bro. So I'm grateful that you're here. This is gonna help you tremendously. In that moment of trigger, which one are you? Are you the type, tell me number one, right? Wendy goes into number one and Maureen goes into shutdown. Perfect. Here's why this is important for you to understand. Because in order for you to learn how to become trigger proof to the shit that's going on around you, you must first understand your unconscious patterns and why they make sense, okay? Point number one, understand your unconscious pattern, whether it's to, you're basically, what's happening is you're defending yourself. You don't feel safe in your body, so it's a natural reaction to lash out or shut down. It's kind of like playing dead, playing possum. You know, it's like the freeze response. <coughs> so both are very wise adaptations that our nervous system uses to keep us safe. I want you to look at that as the ego as well. This is also what your ego is, that part of you that is uh, your identity, 
that you kind of think that you've, that is that your identity, that you, the, this mask that you've put on as a protective mechanism, okay? And so both are responses, if we can get out of the whole fight or flight thing, this is the response of the ego, okay? You either lash out and defend or you just shut down. And I want you to start noticing where right now lately you have been in that spectrum. In your interpersonal reactions, Eli's a number two. Absolutely, brother. Okay? Depends on the offense. Yeah, good one. It, it's going to be both, right? <clears throat> I like that. Playing possum. Yeah, that's what you do, Maureen. So which one are you? Okay? Now, here's the question you want to ask. Why is this a valid defense for me? And where am I doing this now? right now in my life where are you doing this are you noticing lately where you're at and as i'm teaching you and talking to you i'm bringing your awareness to a new level is what i call overview i want you to look at yourself from the moon there you go this i'm going to keep while i'm in quarantine in my apartment i'm going to keep going back to the picture that i just constantly have no why do you think i have it there <laughs> why do you think that i have it there and I believe this has been the secret to my, uh, I don't want to say success because I've had so many failures along the way, but I say my achievements. How about I say my achievements is I attribute it to the fact that as often as possible, I get into the place of awareness that I'm on a floating spaceship and that I'm not here forever. I'm going to die someday. Even though that sounds a little bit somber, it's kind of important for you to remember that right now. And I want you as you're remembering that take a moment and pause touch your hand to your chest and notice yourself there five deep dive for belly breaths put your hand on your belly the other one on your heart feel the life going through you right now unconsciously it's moving through you you're we're completely blind to it. I just want to wake you up to it. And on your exhale, I want you to relax and surrender the muscles of your face and your shoulders. It makes sense that if your shoulders are up because what's happening is your nervous system, your body, your physiology is trying to protect the carotid artery. You know, see how that makes sense? Well, what I'm getting you to do in my language is to observe yourself. Each time you're on this call and you're in, in my space, in my energetic field, I'm, my job is to bring you back into the present. Just by showing up and listening to these calls, you will notice your nervous system regulating. This is basically based on all the research that I've done and what I've learned. I've discovered that you can actually impact other human beings with the tone of your nervous system. Think about that for a moment. Think about that if you're in business. Think about that if you're in sales. Think about that if you are a parent. Ooh. Think about that if you're sick. This isn't woo anymore. This is actual fact. My sympathetic tone of my nervous system impacts everyone around me and will be a magnet. So the relationships that you've been in in your life the ones that you say, oh, I shouldn't have gotten married. Oh, I was so good for him or she was whatever, a bitch or whatever. You would not have been with that person unless your nervous systems resonated in, exact, in the exact match. It was a perfect match, in other words, is what I'm saying. And it's your responsibility, if you want to heal, to observe yourself from this perspective and to be able to say, How did, why did that make sense at the time? In other words, getting into overview means allowing total surrender for the moment. An ability to detach from your stress hormones of the fight or flight in the here and now, which keeps us locked into a space of us versus them, versus jumping you out of your body in, into your body. <laughs> Interesting, you jump out of your body and then go back into your body with the simultaneous awareness, this is what the key of my new methodology is all about. It's the simultaneous awareness 
of how your body feels while being simultaneously aware of your position in the universe. That's a mind fuck for your nervous system that causes you, it's a hack that actually causes you to regulate. And why is that important to you? Because it's never been more important than right now for you to be regulated. And it's constant work. It takes keen awareness. If I don't do it, if I don't do that, my life goes into utter chaos because my ego wants to go back to its old stories. And when my nervous system gets activated, my ego grabs that driver's seat and those old complex wounds that are deep within my psyche and yours, we all have them, they basically are part of our unconscious mind, they unconsciously run the show. But when you get this right, you can feel, you're so connected with yourself, you can feel where you're going and use the tools to bring you back. So it's not a question. I always say this, people are like, oh, Nima, you can't be trigger proof. You can't stop your triggers, and I agree. Trigger proof does not mean trigger less. I teach what I most need to learn, and it, I am triggered all the time. I have parents, Persian parents. I have a pregnant woman <laughs> at home who's a little bit stressed out about stuff <laughs> and is confronted by the fact that all of a sudden overnight she was, nobody knew who she was and then now people are like messaging her and she's a very private person and so this is very confronting for her. The, all of this, everything, everything that's happened so fast. So, and I know that her well-being and her level of regulation is probably the most important thing for that baby. So guess what I'm stepping up to do where my ego wants to be like, well, it's not fair. Why is everybody expecting from me? And there's clients and there's challenges going on and it literally is coming at me with the same time with all the world stuff. I'm in this exact place with you. I'm in quarantine right now. We're here together. And if I don't have the tools to bring myself back here, I'm of no use to anyone, especially myself. You know? So we're going to learn how to catch that nervous system. And I'm going to teach you exactly how to discover what that is. The first step is just look. Where have you been mostly? And in your journaling, you can become an observer. So I'm going to get you to grab one of these books and a pen and start journaling and noticing in your journal prompts, where did I shut down? Where did I lash out? What was going on? Why did it make sense at the time? You want to make sense of it. Instead of, instead of judging yourself, you want to constantly make sense of it, even your own reactivity, even, even how you reacted. You want to be able to look back and go, oh yeah, yeah, that made sense why I react that way. It's not to justify shitty behavior because <coughs> Excuse me, the future hasn't been written yet, but the past already has, and the past is determined that you acted like a fucking dick. <laughs> Caught myself doing that many times. So instead of beating myself up and going, God, Nima, why are you such a fucking dick? What's available is for me to go, Oh my God, Nima is, in that moment, completely dysregulated. He's in what we call sympathetic tone, sympathetic, you know, nervous system. Or, of course, he's running away. Of course, he's not able to say anything. He's in dorsal vagal shutdown. And so by understanding myself as a participant with the nervous system, all of a sudden, I have access to regulating myself. I have access to self-love. I have access to going, oh, geez, well, I can choose my path now instead of being driven by these unconscious motives. So how are we going to do that? Is this resonating? What's your greatest takeaway so far? I want you to write it down. Engage with me. There's 10 nervous systems on live right now, and I'm grateful that you're with me, and I'm committed that you leave here feeling more regulated. How about that? That, that, that social media content can be used for healing and conscious awakening rather than numbing and dissociating. How about that?
So that's why I want you to do right now. I want you to think of three or four people who really could be using this to be able to get into their hearts that you care about, that you want them to learn this so that it can break the cycle of intergenerational trauma. It's up to us guys. And now's the time when are you going to do it? <laughs> what else are you going to do? You're going to go to work. You're going to, yeah, you can, but this is the work now. This is the most important time as a collective for all of us to focus on healing our hearts because whatever's coming up for us right now is not really about a coronavirus. It's not about a virus. It's exposing every part of us that has completely been disconnected from who we really are. It's exposing us. It's exposing me and my wounds and it's exposing my grit to be able to get back into my heart. It's exposing the, in other words, it's kind of like this. It's like training for the World Series. What do you do? You, you swing, you know, you do your workouts, you get strong so that game seven of the World Series shows up and you're ready to perform. Well, guess what? <laughs> Over the last several years, I've been training my heart, my mind, through my chaoses of divorce, <clears throat> toxic relationship, career change, entrepreneurship, I've been preparing my heart and now I feel like I'm ready for this World Series. This is like, this is like game seven of the World Series. And so what I'm interested in is taking other people who are leaders of, of other human beings, leaders of children, and saying it's up to us to actually take this work on. This is not Trump's responsibility. Q's not gonna come to save you. All of these people who are going after conspiracy, we're all, they all have the same thing that I've listened to. I've listened to their arguments from a very objective standpoint, and there's this very good guy, bad guy type of thing. <laughs> it's like us versus them, and, 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 I, and I get it, <clears throat> but, you're not going to actually solve it by expecting somebody else to save you. This is the key. They all are looking for some hero. <coughs> Everybody's looking for someone to get them out of this mess. Okay? Please save me. Okay, I'm here to say, take it on. You save you. You. This is you. Fuck you, fuck whoever else <laughs> that, that you think is, is supposed to save you. This is you. Your children are looking at you right now. How are you dealing with adversity? So I'm inviting you to now look at this. <clears throat> yeah, miss listening to me speak. I'm glad to have you here, Guillermo. So you got kids, Guillermo. You know what I mean? You got kids. So this is important for you, brother. So how do you recognize, how do you regulate your nervous system? First of all, if you're just jumping in now, make sure you watch the beginning 28 minutes because you're, you're getting kind of a, a background understanding of your nervous system. And so by now you've understood, where am I doing? Am I like going towards or am I shutting down? Where, where are you doing? Becoming aware of what your nervous system's doing. So there's a ladder. The top of the ladder is called ventral vagal, okay? The nervous system, this is about the polyvagal theory, if you want to look it up. The polyvagal theory is that your vagus nerve, part of your parasympathetic nervous system, is there to help regulate your stress on your autonomic nervous system. And so when you're in ventral vagal, this is kind of like your greater version. You're social, you feel comfortable, <clears throat> there's a kind of a happiness in your face, you feel, you know, joyful and connected, right? And this is where we really love where we're at, we feel safe in our bodies and our nervous system feels safe. It's important when you go places, that's why social engagement is so important. You walk into the room and all of a sudden you see somebody smile because your primitive centers are like, is it safe to be here? Somebody looks at you and says, ah, hey Nima, how are you? All of a sudden, when they look in my eyes, smile and say my name, my nervous system just goes, ah, it's safe. And that's what we call co-regulation. That's why we need social engagement and social interaction. It's critical for our well-being. The problem is when you're under fight or flight, what you want to naturally do is isolate. The last thing you want to do is connect. <clears throat> the very thing you need the most is the thing that you're afraid of, which the, the whole theme behind all of this with your nervous system is going to be fear. 
fear and safety. So <clears throat> when, when I walk in and I'm in a part of a room and I'm engaging, that's why I ask for your engagement, okay? That's why I'm asking for your engagement. Because when you're engaging, you're activating your prefrontal cortex, and especially if there's laughter, if you're looking at things that make you laugh, you're activating your ventral vagal, all right? So it's really important for you to do that. So <clears throat> comedy, stuff that's creative, uh, music, playing music, that's why I'm asking you, post your artwork, post music, post your paintings, get your nervous system actively engaged. That's the ventral vagal. That's the highest form on the ladder. The next form is the sympathetic. This is when you have terror, rage, anger, you've all been there, and you, it's kind of like sympathetic. It's like, this is the fight and attack, okay? This is, you don't feel safe. This is when you are angry, okay? Those of you who are, you know, posting and just understand, I'm not saying not to, just understand when you're observing yourself from overview that in that space you are in what's called a sympathetic, your fight or flight, okay? That's where you're at. Now, in that, prolong creates burnout, creates all sorts of health problems. You already know that. I don't have to go through a, um, you know, a lesson of that for you. But that is where you're at. So tell me in the comment section right now, tell me in the comment section over the last little bit, have you caught yourself in sympathetic? Where, instead of saying if, just say where. Where have you? Now let me share with you where I have. I have a, a aura ring, okay, that measures my, it measures my sleep, okay? And I checked my sleep and my resting heart rate, normally it's like this, check this out. My heart rate, normally it should be, I don't know if you can see it, it's not very easy, at the very bottom should be about 40 beats per minute. In the middle of the night, I had a spike, and look at, look at my heart rate when I woke up this morning. When I woke up this morning, it went from like 40 when I woke up to like 75. Boop, 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 boop. Like this, this little fucker tells me how I'm doing. I'm looking, I'm like, whoa, sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, activated. Woo. Can you, do you get it? Can you see what I'm saying? When have you been like that? I literally, I wake up that way every morning. Interesting. So I'm exactly the same. I wake up and then I, oh, more bad news through, my, through the roof. And it's like, okay, that's sympathetic. First step is to be able to recognize that that's where it is. Can you let me know in the comment section, have you been trauma, you hit sympathetic. So after you do therapy, when you're dealing with your trauma, you're in your sympathetic, great. Then, so we have the ventral vagal, sympathetic, and then we have the dorsal vagal. Dorsal vagal is when the stress is beyond your capacity and then you go into a shutdown mode. You, you paralyze, you numb. This is where you get anxiety. This is where you have depression. I want you to know that that's not what's going on. You just are in a dorsal vagal shutdown mode. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Look at my loved ones around me. Where are they? Can you see your kids when they go into sympathetic? or when they go into dorsal vagal shutdown. The people that you love the most, those around you, where are you? Where are they? Some essential oils consistently getting me back into my body. Take a moment right now and just put your hand on your chest and your belly. Take deep breaths. Because whether you're in sympathetic or you're in dorsal vagal, getting back into your breath is the way that you can bring yourself back. And you gotta consistently return. You're off. It's like your mind is like this little three-year-old kid that needs one of those leashes. Come back. Come back. And that's, that's the work. <laughs> that's all of us. That's all of our responsibility. Oh, but Nima, it's exhausting. I know it is, but the alternative is unbearable. I want you to get that. The alternative to doing the work is unbearable. 
any, what are your takeaways and revelations right now? Can you see yourself in that? When I shut down, I retreat to my room. My kids are in there. Exactly. And what happens, Guillermo, and I'm not saying this to make you feel bad about this because this is totally unconscious. What happens is they feel that disconnection too, and they don't feel seen and heard, but it's not because you're deliberately not seeing and hearing them. It's just because you're not present. You're not here. Your nervous system is in shutdown. <clears throat> so it becomes super duper important to just get back into the body and the breath and recognize where you are on oh, dorsal vagal. Now, what do you do when you're in dorsal vagal? When you're in dorsal vagal, you must activate your energy. So from dorsal vagal, getting yourself angry is actually a step up. <laughs> Here's the thing though, you must create a safe space or a safe container for people to share their anger for you in a group of people where you can share and be yourself. So you can express the truth that you've been pushing down in fear of how it's going to be received from very sensitive ears, which is totally understandable. That's why I have my, my group. That's why I have my mastermind group is for a group of people to share their inadequacies and their fears and their incongruencies and their lies and all of this stuff that they feel ashamed about. They share it. We share it. We see one another. It's so fucking healing. Uh, it's probably the most important work that we can do. And I'm so grateful to be able to facilitate that. So the way that you go from dorsal vagal shutdown is to have that environment, have that safe container to express. Sometimes it'll be in rage. Uh, if you're holding that in, what I'm going to recommend you do is to get into your body, maybe do some boxing, you know, some sort of a physical activity. I know some of our clients, they would just get into physical activity and just burn it off. And then they would be working so hard, they would cry. So the whole idea is you want to get into your tears. If you're in dorsal vagal shutdown, the goal is for you to find your tears. So this is a weird situation. This is a weird um suggestion I'm giving you right now, but watching videos that are touching, like, like when dogs come, when military, oh, I lose it every time, when those videos you see, when the military who've been deployed for a long time, they come back home and then they see their dogs or their kids or they surprise them and the, the joy of the, the kid or the dog, oh, like that's good for you especially if you're in dorsal vagal. I'm going to encourage you to share that with us if you want, you know, your tears, your fears, getting into your body and feeling those feelings, getting into sensation, feeling the anger, feeling it. Dorsal vagal shutdown, you've basically dissociated from your body. That's why I recommend you get into your body like a, a, some sort of an essential oil you're putting it, I'm constantly doing that. I put it into my hands, warming it up. <sighs> doing my breathing, but having it in my hands. Why am I doing that? Because I know that my nervous system during this time is going to kind of lean. It's like a, it's like a, a, a slope. It's wanting to lean like a ball that gets dropped on a slope, it's wanting to default into its fear and shut down. So I'm actively working. It's like a climb. We're climbing together. I'm your kind of mountaineer on this, on this path. And what we're doing is we're going there and we're actually getting into our bodies and we're going up together. It's a consistent climb. And then we're going to eventually get to a point where we're like, oh, we hit the, oh, this climb is over. We did it. Look at how far we've come. Fuck, that was difficult. That's the whole idea. And that's what we, you know, talk about in our um, powerfully aligned mastermind group and in our, in our workshops. It's like you this feel this community of people that are like real with one another, that we're climbing together. It's so magical. Um, if, if you're called on to actually go deeper with what I'm talking about, send me a PM and let me, let me know. I really want to hear from you. This is for people that are like, shit, I'm going to take this time to actually do my healing work. So dorsal vagal shutdown, in order to get out of that, you must mobilize and activate your body, physical activity. Go for a run. Ah, 
You want to go somewhere, you want to scream. You want to get that out. Scream until you cry. Scream what you want to say until you actually cry. And the crying and the tears, if you notice when you watch your children, they fall back into their tears. There's a surrender that needs to happen. When the child goes back and just like surrenders, they, they reach a point of futility where they can't do anything. It's like, uh, I can't do it. And then they just give up and then they just start crying. And then within 30 seconds, they feel so much better. That's what's happening. There's a younger child within you that's wounded, that's coming up right now. And it's, it, that's the fear. That's where your ego is trying to protect. That's who your ego is trying to protect. How you heal it is by allowing that to come out. The biggest obstacle is that you don't want that little fucker out. You've been working really hard to silence him or her. <laughs> You've been working really hard to not see them. And right now, the torment that you might be going through is that version of you is asking for your attention. It wants to be seen. It wants to actually allow to have all that expression. That's what happened. I remember last year I, I did a post. I said, I've cried more in the last 12 months, in the last three months, than I have in my 43 years combined. Like it was madness. But every fallback that I would to my tears and, and connecting with that younger self that was so, felt so abandoned and felt so unloved and unlovable and just sinking into that, all of a sudden I felt a connection with my body again. That freeze that I was in had melted. So how can I question, if you're falling, finding yourself in that dorsal vagal right now, some of you have been kind of saying that, um, what happens, what happens after you, you experience that, what you want to do is then you go, geez, I, I, get, I get distracted from the questions. <laughs> Sorry about that. I really, I really want to, uh, to be able to answer your questions too while giving you this really important lesson about your nervous system. So um, what, what I was, when I was finally able to connect to my feelings, then I realized that the parts of me that I was trying to hide or not see, when I was able to see them and to give them what they were wanting from others, <clears throat> all of a sudden, there's a maturity that started to go. It's kind of like reparenting. So we're gonna all reparent together. This will be a process. I'm gonna teach you as we go, little by little, um, but now what happens is whenever I get triggered, I realize where I'm at. I'm in sympathetic or I'm in dorsal vagal shutdown. That's the first step is I wanted you to leave you with this awareness of yourself. And some of you have been sharing, you're in number one or number two. So I want you to tell me where you're at and understand that that trigger is not really you, is that younger self that felt abandoned that felt not safe somehow. So what I'm gonna invite you to do. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Is to start to work on understanding them start to understand that the way that you're behaving right now, if your nervous system is dysregulated, is not actually coming from you. <clears throat> it's you've regressed to that age, essentially.
And it's going to happen again and again. It happens to me all the time. The difference is now I'm able to quicker, much quicker, get into overview and be the observer to myself and then go in and use that as an opportunity to center and, and integrate and to reparent and to self-soothe so that then I can then sit into my body and be a contribution and serve the moment instead of being driven by unconscious complexes that came from my past, which is pretty much why your future is so fucking predictable. You go into the same patterns again and again. It's almost predictable based on those old wounds if you don't actually get back and do the work. This is what I'm so committed to sharing with people. Because when you do the work, you're now able to consciously see up where I'm at in my nervous system. I'm in dorsal vagal or I'm in sympathetic. I'm in dorsal vagal. Now I know what to do. It's kind of like you're checking in because I'm not in ventral vagal all the time. Fuck no. I just showed you my, <clears throat> I showed you my, uh, my heart rate monitor in the morning. I was in sympathetic. And it's like, okay, well, how did I go from there to having a session with someone who, by the way, this woman in married, this is what, what I help people with is, is in relationship crisis. It's the same thing. Watch this. Tell me if this is, resonates with you. <clears throat> She's married, but she just doesn't know how to connect. There's no intimacy. It's like there's a wall between the two. Neither of them feel seen and heard. And he's frustrated because he wants to give her love, but she just doesn't receive it. She just, she, she shows love by doing for him. And so if you know anything about masculine feminine dynamics, if, if you're a woman and you're not allowing the receiving, you're not, you're taking away a man's um, kind of empowerment in being able to give, right? So there's this duality, this, this dynamic that is when you're in triggered and you're in dissociation and you're in dorsal vagal shutdown, which is where she's been for her entire marriage, no wonder there's no connection and intimacy. So what we had her do was to go back where that first happened. And she felt super duper critical for her father. Her father was constantly criticizing. Mother was showing love with giving food. And then the dad was like, don't eat that. You know, you're going to get fat. And he was hypercritical. And so she had to, that was where she felt that she was not worthy of love. And then we got her to do these magical tools, the overview method, which I took her through. And she actually felt I said, all right, where is, your, where is dad's love in that exact moment where you're feeling unworthy of love? Where were you shown love in that moment? Well, mom was cooking for me. Yeah, where else? I said, look at it from dad. It's obvious if you're a parent, right? But at the time, your egocentric self makes it all about I'm unworthy. She saw how much dad actually cared for her. And she always had his little voice in his head of taking care of her, his, her physicality, her body. And now one of her strengths and superpowers is that she, she's in the military, so she's very physically fit and does all of her physical assignments really well. Lo and behold, thanks, Dad. So she had this heart-opening moment towards her father, reconnected with her 12-year-old self, and was able to communicate empathically with that 12-year-old, saying, telling herself, I had her in a little hypno-meditation, which is part of the active meditation part of the overview method. And I had her communicating with her 12 year old self saying, both your mom and dad love you very much. You're not unworthy. There's so much love around you and I'm here now. <clears throat> I got you, I see you, it all makes sense. And all of a sudden her heart opens and she comes back and realizes why she doesn't let love into her marriage. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't love myself, so I'm always trying to do, do, and then I block it, and I, she literally, she saw it. She's like, oh my God, I'm in overview now. I'm not a victim to my husband. It's like, oh my gosh, she's been loving me. She's like, the awareness that love is around you in every moment opened her heart, and now she's about to repair her marriage. And this is not about saving your marriage. You might discover after the work that, hey, the, the, the contract that got you together is no longer kind of valid or who you are anymore. And now, but the thing is you can uncouple in a, in a very powerful way. And, and that's possible. It's not necessarily every relationship should last forever. But the key component was this, 
was that she was governed by her unconscious wounds that had her be in a dorsal vagal shutdown. And her nervous system was fucked because of that old story and that old trauma. So in order to heal, she must not only go to therapy, she could have gone to couples counseling, and that's two people arguing who's right, who wants to be validated, or she could put a pause on everything and go back and find out the source of the wounding, the source of the complex, because that complex is your pattern. And that complex is showing up right now in how you're dealing with this coronavirus thing. <clears throat> all of your, it's exposing all of your scarcity. It's exposing all of your lack of safety. It's exposing everything that you had as a wound. It's all coming up. It's affecting relationships. It's affecting your feelings of resource. How do I know? Because I'm feeling them too. I'm very aware. I'm like, ooh, look what's coming up. There's that scarcity thing again. Oh, and it's there. Here's the thing. The difference is it's there. I see it. I'm no longer judgmental of it. I know how to trigger proof myself to it. And this is really what's so important to me to teach to you. Because if you can get this, then you can step up as a leader. You can take on this work. You're literally breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma. You're actually part of the solution and this could go viral this is the key imagine the fear spreading like virus but imagine i want you to have the the the, the vision of healing spreading like a virus that's what that's my that's what my vision is healing gone viral <laughs> i'm gonna write that down <laughs> healing gone viral there we go that's i just I had to write that down because <clears throat> shit just comes through when I'm when I'm in my heart and same thing with you that's when you're most creative that's when you are uh, you are you are your most creative and so the vision that I have is that I want healing to go viral so what I'm gonna get you to do is to invite five people you know that really need to understand their nervous system better five people that have others depending on them okay <laughs> five people, Mark. <laughs> yeah, five people. I want you to actually, here's what I want you to do. Right now, why are you doing this? Who is this for? I want you to write the names of the human beings in your life that you're taking this work on for right now. That you're taking on your healing gone viral. It is going viral. Two days ago, there was nobody in this group and now there's over a couple hundred. Like how much further can we go with teaching people how to heal their nervous systems? Who are you doing this for? I want you to write it down. Write down their names in the comment section. I know there's a bit of a delay. What are the names of the people who you're thinking about right now that you're dedicating yourself to? <clears throat> who is it? What are their names? Daughter Olivia, beautiful. I want you to just get that. Why are you doing this? Why is this so important? It's for who? Who wins by you becoming the rising tide that lifts all boats? Yes, absolutely, Jasmine. We know, absolutely. You're gonna, we're gonna make this work, <clears throat> definitely. So, what do you do? Recap, ventral vagal sympathetic and the bottom is dorsal vagal how do you know which one you are now you understand you now understand how to spot somebody else or yourself instead of playing victim to them get into overview and try to determine what nervous system they're acting out of this is why your children as well when you look at your kids you can tell when they're in dorsal vagal they shut down and escape they're in sympathetic they're angry or when they're in ventral vagal there's three different parts of the ladder, same with every human being. Knowing this gives you an advantage. Knowing this gives you awareness. Knowing this gives you choice. If you don't know this, you're a victim. You're literally a victim to your nervous system rather than being the conscious co-creator that you have access to. That's really the whole point. So then what do you do? You get from dorsal vagal, how do you get yourself up? By moving, breathing deeply, by allowing emotions to come out, by falling into your tears, 
getting yourself into your body and into your emotions is critical. <clears throat> Going up the ladder, that'll bring you to sympathetic. How do you calm yourself down? <sighs> getting into breath. When you're in sympathetic, what do you do? <sighs> Let's do it together again. Five deep breaths, belly breaths. <sighs> As you exhale, notice your ribs expanding and stretching. One more time. Beautiful. Now, what else? How else do you get yourself into? You go back to your why. Why am I doing this? Ah, okay. I have a baby on the way. My pregnant partner is going through the usual challenges of uncertainty with the baby. Not the health, thank God, but what's going on with all this stuff? Good. All right. That's my why. There's my why again. And what's the commitment that you have? I want you to think of the commitment that you have. If you watch the day one material, if you haven't, please go back and watch it. Put your mind, put the Netflix away, put this into your brain instead. The commitment that you had throughout all of this, what's the mountain you wanna climb? When this is all done, what would you love to contribute? What do you wanna contribute? I have a vision that the people in this group go off and have massive ambition to make a deeper impact, to have a deeper sense of who they are, to know in, in this time when everything goes you know, haywire and the world becomes completely off-center, off-balance, that there, there's an army of people who are working to master their ability to ground themselves to the truth of who they are. That's the vision that I have. Beautiful, Joy. Thank you, Maureen, that's awesome. Nick, amazing. Stay connected to that vision and now ask, who can I connect with? Who can I reach out to right now and check in on them and give them some sort of um, space for them to express themselves? and their feelings, this is what we need. We need a space to actually share our feelings. Write down in the comment section what emotions have been coming up lately. Fear, overwhelm, uncertainty, lack of safety. I want you to get connected with those feelings right now and put your hand over them. Feeling them all in your body giving them space to actually be there instead of trying to numb yourself from them and try instead of trying to avoid them it's wiser for us to actually acknowledge that they're there not pretend that they're not but it doesn't mean that that's a problem if they're there it doesn't mean you can't contribute it doesn't mean you can't step up it doesn't mean you can't be the light in the darkness the light where everything is just you know disconnected doesn't mean you can't be connected. You're connected with me. I got you. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I'm as grounded with the truth of who I am as possible so that I can continuously remind you of the truth of who you are. Because if you lose sight of that, that's when everything goes you know, chaotic in your life. It's when you lose sight of that. So I want to really commend you for being here and participating. Right now, the 14 nervous systems that are joining me and co-regulating with me, hopefully, as you connect to the feelings and giving them space, can you now see yourself from a bird's eye view and acknowledge yourself? I know this sounds weird, but see yourself from this overview perspective of the fact that you're here and you're actually working towards being an example. <clears throat> you're here because you actually have a desire to, to become awakened and conscious in a world that's just knocked into a deep state of unconsciousness, that you want to be part of the awakening. 
And that can only happen with people who are connected with their soul and have their hearts open, ready to serve from a place of abundance within themselves because they've been able to give that to themselves rather than wanting Donald Trump or Q to give it to them. <clears throat> that the only bad guy is my unconsciousness. My unconsciousness is my only bad guy that I'm worried about. And if I can keep connected to understanding what, what level my nervous system is at, dorsal vagal, and do everything I can to consistently keep myself working up that ladder through connection, through reaching out, Coming up with a plan, um, we have our, our events, we had one coming up, and I thought about it is that people pay thousands of dollars, travel expenses and all of that, um, hotel and for the weekend to come. Um, if I made a virtual weekend workshop available at a fraction of the cost, would you be interested in coming? Would you be interested in attending so that you can really understand the mechanisms of your nervous system and master the art of becoming trigger proof so that you can actually show up as a leader? Would you be interested in attending? I don't know. I'm making this up. I'm seeing how we can serve. If I could do a two day event online that are like four to six hours each day of training and practice and meditation and co-regulation so that you can learn how to deal with all this shit and be a leader and at a fraction of the cost of um, travel expenses, tuition, would you be interested in, in joining? Okay. I'll do it. Absolutely. I'll do it then. I'm going to, I'm going to create that and uh, I would love for you to, to, to jump in and join in. Absolutely, so I'm gonna start putting that together. And this is it. You've just had your first lesson and just notice, as you get connected to your breath, can you see that at the end of this call, you are feeling more centered and present than you were at the beginning before it all happened? Can you see that just participating in the conversation you feel in your body? Well, the interesting thing is, as I resonate my nervous system with regulation, I have the capacity to transform more people, and so do you. Your leadership depends on your ability to regulate your nervous system around others. In fact, you can keep that. Those of you, I don't know, Eli, if you're still on, um, uh, Eli, if you're still on, uh, you're a sales trainer, one of the top sales trainers in the world. You talk about holding the frame, right? Well, think about what an amazing frame that you hold when you hold the power of a very heart-centered and loving nervous system. Talk about a creating a frame there where that everybody in your sphere feels loved. My question to you is this. I've put myself in a place of absolute service. In fact, there's a, a, a Baha'i prayer that I turn to each and every day, especially before I have my hands on my patients. Um, the Baha'i prayer is, O oh Lord, make me a hollow reed from which the pith of self hath been blown so that I may become a clear channel through which your love may flow to others. Just look it up. It's the, it's the, holy, uh, it's the Baha'i uh, holy read prayer. It's beautiful. If you're not, you know, fundamentalist religion and thinking that others um, who don't believe what you believe are going to hell, then I encourage you, you wouldn't be here if you believe that. Um, I encourage you uh, to look that up, the holy read prayer. Oh Lord, make me a hollow read from which the pith of self have been blown so that I may be a clear channel through which your love may flow to others. My question to you is this. You can take this on yourself. You totally can. Can you feel that right now? I'm, I'm curious. Just by you being here, I want to show you how powerful it is when you take on the work of learning how to become trigger-proof and regulate your nervous system and go all in with training yourself for that. Can you feel that I love you? Can you feel that? Or can you feel? does it feel fake or phony or inauthentic to you? Can you actually feel that? Resonance because if you can't then I must not be uh, m m Might not be doing it right. I don't know 
but I genuinely feel that for you, for being here, for giving me an opportunity to share what I've been sharing with people for the last 18 years, refining it to the point where it's like, wow, it's like God has given me this gift. It's like, you've been training for this moment all your life. <laughs> it's time for you to step up, Nima, and really show people what they can do, right? Um, yeah. Thank you, Joy. I'm glad that you feel it uh, because you are loved. I want you to know that um, the fact that you're here and you're into this work, I actually feel a deep sense of love for you. You know, the people that I work with, Kim, Eilina, uh, there's a love there. It's like family. But what I want to encourage you, I, I want you to get this. I really want you to see that that this is an expression of my highest values it's an expression of my gifts it's an expression of my superpowers and it's coming from a place of love so i'm feeling it for you i'm giving that to you right now as you're sitting there and you're paying attention i'm grateful that you're here so um i hope to be able to guide you into creating that consistently again and again in your life because everything changes you wake up one day and you're loving what you do and you are working with people that you love. You feel healthy and safe in your body and um, you feel a, a deep, secure, attached partnership with your sweetheart. And lo and behold, you have a baby on the way. How the fuck did that all happen? It came on the other side of dedicating practice to connecting with myself and being able to listen to my inner voice. If you learn how to regulate yourself and you make this a priority, um, you will learn, you will learn how to actively connect to your inner guidance when all of the shit around you is going, all of the shit around you is just falling apart. And if you just jumped on, um, there are people, um, there are, there, those of you who saw my um, my thing, my heart rate skipped up, and I was in sympathetic. We talked about this in the the lesson here today. My my body was in sympathetic nervous system overdrive. How did I get back into myself? Well, I got back into myself by doing the work exactly as I showed you, by doing my overview meditation, connecting with that younger self, and then I was able to listen to inner guidance. And guess what? The inner guidance told me today before I was to talk to you. That inner guidance was make sure that they know that you love them. <laughs> so can you feel that is what I want to know. Did it land on you? That was what my inner guidance said today. My inner guidance was like, I was like, tell me what to do. Like, what do I do in this uncertain unknown, right? That's where I go into my meditation. What do I do? And that inner guidance said, make sure that they know you love them. Like, got it. All right. Here I am <laughs> sharing that with you. I'm just joining you. Watch this again. Yes, you can watch it again when it's done. Please watch it again. Let me know any questions. I look forward to it. Please think of five people that need to learn what just you just experienced. Notice how differently you feel after the call. Can you feel it? That was my commitment, that my nervous system co-regulates yours. And you can learn how to do that. I visualize a global community of self-healers that are learning how to become co-regulators, master co-regulators because they've self-regulated. <laughs> Put that in a wrap sometime. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so you learn the different levels of the nervous system and uh, yeah, let me know. So I'll see you again tonight. It's now 12, 18 p.m. I'll see you at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. That's 10 p.m. Eastern, and that's in the middle of the night for you guys in Europe, and that's in the afternoon for those of you. I'm going to do a live Q&A of what you got out of this call, and if you have any specific questions, I'm there for you. I look forward to it. See you at the next perfect time, and I want to tell you I love you. <laughs>